0: had 20 minutes with a counselor, what would you ask? I'm Anna Nash. And I'm Julie Sparkman, counselor with Restore Ministries here in Birmingham, Alabama. You are listening to Head to Heart, a podcast to help you connect what you know with how you live. Welcome. We're glad you're here. Hello, Restore family and friends. Um, This is Anna Nash with Julie Sparkman. Do y'all remember who we are? Remember we are those two people on the podcast that talk to y'all about all the crazy parts of this world and how to find Jesus in the midst of it. So we're here again, we're just um, coming back to life a little bit because we felt the urgency to talk um, to y'all about today's topic. So um, we're just really excited that you joined us. I will say right off the bat that if you have not listened to the previous episode, you need to do that before you listen to this. The previous episode is a bonus episode called Breaking the Condemnation Cycle. Breaking the Condemnation Cycle. Julie recently had an opportunity to share with a group about this topic. And there was a lot of um, just interest in it. And that's what caused us to come and, and, and record this for y'all today. Um, The the talk that Julie gave was really talking about condemning yourself um, and how you feel when you don't walk in the truth that you supposedly know. Um, so, in that episode, Julie talked about how to break the condemnation cycle and to practice curiosity rather than condemnation. so really go over there and listen and learn um, from that, and then come and hear how we break it down between two friends, just talking about truth and finding the hope together
1: and before you do that though, I do want to tell you this i do want to I do want to explain the audio is going to be difficult to hear mm-hmm. uh, because. As soon as I got up behind the mic, I remembered what always happens, and that is when I'm professionally recorded, it often doesn't record. And so at the last second, I asked somebody in the front row, would you mind recording this on your phone? Well, sure enough, the professional recording turned off after 30 minutes. So what you're hearing, we apologize, uh, but it's better than nothing, huh? Um, It was the uh, phone recording from the woman in the first row. So you'll notice that. So bear with us through that.
0: Thank you for reminding us about that. Um, So tell me um, and tell all of us what caused you to create this content um, and and feel the need to share it with this group of women.
1: I think, you know, just like everything I ever do, uh, whenever I speak, it's always a compilation of my last week of either appointments or life. Um. (laughs) And that was the week, it was like the second week of January, and I had been talking to clients um, just about, hey, I never use the word resolution, hey, tell me what some of your thoughts are for the, for the new year, and every single time I would ask that question. I would I would get the same response. Just kind of like this panicked look. It's like if if you want to if you ever go to a dinner party and you want to clear out the room really fast, ask everybody, "Hey, did everybody make New Year's resolutions?" I guess I didn't know this, but this is uh this is not something we're supposed to talk about anymore. We don't talk about resolutions because you may as well instead use the word failure. And I saw, "Hey, these are Christians. Mm-hmm. Why are we so afraid to talk about plans and writing those down because we are afraid of failure mm-hmm. and that really really weighed on my heart and so that's where it came from and i get it <laughs> and i think both of us did you, all, you, you you did resolutions didn't you i have but li- recently because I mean, you're it, free in jesus no, that's what you no.
0: <laughs> i think some people are more wired for goal setting mm-hmm. and all of and that and you would be one Right, But the last few years, I have pulled back because I think that they were done out of more of a legalistic, I can do this. Um, And I think that a lot of failure then, we'll talk about that, causes you to want to just shut down and go, okay, I'm not even going to do it. So I think I did do resolutions Mm -hmm. for a number of years with with not completely the right um, motives and reasons. And I've shut down, but this year I uh, I have some in my head. I haven't put it into <laughs> e paper for the very reason that you uh-huh, are speaking uh-huh, of. Uh-huh. Um. So, what? W- tell me about that condemnation. That t- th- when when you came up with this content to help people with this inner voice or inner coach that shuts them down and makes them feel like a failure. Tell us a little bit more about this. Just walk us through that process that you just taught about on the audio.
1: Okay. You know, this is, and of course, this is what I found in my own head. So when I write resolutions, there's this voice in my head that she's encouraging. You can do this. It's a new year. Uh, I'm excited. And that voice in my head is, you know, encouraging. When I start to blow it, which is not uh, not too far after, that voice switches to a voice of pretty significant condemnation. Hmm. And what I noticed is the impact of that voice on me. Okay, I know this sounds really weird, but listen, this is just like if a kid is trying to do a math problem, he's got his tutor there, and the tutor says, are you serious? You're doing it wrong again. How many times have I told you this? Mm -hmm. Do it again. Well, you know that when the child has listened to that harsh teacher the, the child not only can't do it well, the mm. child can't do it at all. Because okay. what's happening is the child's brain actually is shutting down. Said a different way, the child's brain, once picking up condemnation, has gone into, I don't use this particular word on the, on the, pot, on the uh, talk, but it goes into a, a trauma cycle. Mm-hmm. That that brain picks up, I'm about to be condemned, I'm about to failure, fail. And so the child's brain actually shuts down literally can't think and that exact same thing happens in our own minds when we are about to fail our brain also goes into trauma protection Mm -hmm. if if you will of fight flight or freeze Mm -hmm. so some of us when we see okay we've we're blowing it we're blowing it we move quickly into Uh, The fight. You can do it. Oh my gosh! I can't believe you've done this again. Oh my word! All right. And she's speaking ugly. That inner inner coach. She's speaking Mm -hmm. ugly. And then as a result, the one Mm -hmm. who moves into the fight mode will. But I I I'm I'm gonna try harder. I I blew it. I blew it. But if I if I get up earlier, if I exercise more, I can do this.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Others
1: of us will do the exact opposite. Others of us will go into the flight. Or the freeze, where we're just going to shut down, just forget the whole thing. I don't even know what I was thinking anyway. And go on ahead and, and eat the rest of the ice cream bar. Or don't even bother going to the exercise class mm-hmm. that you're late for. Yeah. So, you know, it kind of depends, if you will, a little bit of our, of our temperament. But we're still following that same uh, way that your brain protects you. Your brain is scanning. Right. It's looking for danger mm-hmm. that reminds your brain of anything that happened in the past that was negative. Once it picks up, uh uh-oh, this reminds me, it moves into that trauma cycle. Again, it's doing this to protect you, where it's going to go into, in order to protect your brain, it's going to go into fight, flight, or freeze. And I realized we even go through that trauma cycle moment by moment at points when we are experiencing, when our brains pick up, okay, you're about to blow it again.
0: Right. Same thing Mm -hmm. was going on in the head. Right. And we can think of just hundreds of examples Mm -hmm. all day long. Mm -hmm. We have lots of voices and lots of lies and lots of coaches and just swirling around. So would you say that most of these voices are rooted in some sort of past trauma?
1: No, not completely. I would say, well, yeah, uh, yeah, probably. And on the uh, during the talk, I will use an example of the voice, and yes. I will say, "Now that voice sounds familiar to you, doesn't yeah, yeah. it? Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, perhaps it, perhaps it is your mother, perhaps it is your teacher. Why is it always, by the way, the mother, uh, <laughs> your teacher, whomever? But it's also a, a, I would say, also a, com, a compilation of what I read." When I pick up the latest magazine that tells me what I should be doing. Or how about the latest social media platform? Oh, oh.
0: I mean, one of them this week that I have loved, all of a sudden I, I realized every time I looked at that one, I was thinking I'm not, I could never be that. Mm-hmm. And I was hating on myself. Yes. And I was like, mm-hmm. every time I see that, I'm like, mm-hmm. y-
1: you, you're not good enough. You can't do that. Yeah. Don't move there. Right. And, and why? Because your brain has picked up. You are about to experience something really, really negative, so let's move away. What you're doing right there by not looking at it it's, it's is flight. fight. Yep. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited about y'all listening to the talk because
0: Julie moves us into what to do with that thought. Let me ask you one more thing about trauma. As people do the work, and that's what we're saying in today's culture, do the work, fight the fight, um, this is an opportunity for folks to process on their own with the Lord, uh, about where, where that's, that's rooted, where that's coming from, to try to identify why they think that way, why they can't get that out of their mind. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is, do you feel like that is safe for an individual who might have experienced extreme trauma or if they begin to think of extreme traumatic situations, how, at what point you're great to do this all on your own or seek a professional? <laughs>
1: Whenever somebody says, seek a professional, I always look behind me like, who's she talking about? (laughs) Oh, you're talking to me. Um, Okay. Well, you know, I'm so glad you went here because I don't use the T word very often. Right. But first off, because it's one of the most overused words. And misunderstood. And misunderstood. That's right. Yeah. Because if you talk trauma, you put, like you said just a moment ago, you put the word extreme in front of it. Right. And so somebody says, well, that's not me. Mm-hmm. Overwhelmingly. As a matter of fact, I would say in the office, people who have experienced extreme complex trauma, probably 75% of the time, also even they will say, well, that's not me. Okay. Yeah. Look, we've, we are all, we have all experienced trauma. Let me just de- define trauma right. as an experience that is overwhelming to me. An experience that mm-hmm. causes me to go into a relatively helpless place. Mm-hmm. Uh, trauma is an experience that my brain logged. It's a memory mm-hmm. that my brain mm-hmm. logged whenever it happened. I was not conscious that my brain was logging mm-hmm. it, but my brain logged it. Right. In order to make sure that that never happens again. So, of course, what mm-hmm. my brain is logging mm-hmm. is... Uh, Stuff as, if you will, minor as being not picked for the volleyball team when I was 10, all the way up to mm-hmm. major yeah. that, that I got in a car accident. And the last thing I remember was a red car. And so every time now I see a red car. So right. it's let's just say that it, it is a, a, a painful, negative memory that our brain, as God designed us to be, this takes, is not a bad thing. Yeah, takes note of. Mm-hmm. Like, don't forget. Yes. Right. And this is how God protects us. The problem is that the brain cannot discern right. the past and the present. Yeah.
0: I heard it said, and this really helped me understand trauma, it's, and I don't think this is a complete definition, but one description of it is like anywhere in the world that you was intended for you to feel safe where you weren't safe, mm-hmm. where you were made to feel not unsafe.
1: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm.
0: I, I think that's a really good mm-hmm. um, definition. So, um, so you're So be you're,
1: broader on that, but I do want to say, don't worry, don't if I use the word trauma, does that make me a quote victim? No. That makes you normal. normal. <laughs> yes. That's right. right exactly. And the degree to which your your question originally, the degree to which when do I need to go see a a quote professional? Yeah. Well, I think that's all about um does it restrict me from moving on? In the way that I feel, that God would have me walk uh, right. in more in more freedom. Yes. yes. Um, sometimes that can be completely shut down uh, in a panic response. Right. But it can also mean, oh, simply I just find myself consistently moving away. Uh, from this type of relationship, from this type of a situation, mm. I don't know what mm. that's about. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. don't know what I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. And so it it can really vary. But yeah, I do get a little concerned. Yeah. I'll be honest when uh, people that are not, perhaps, if you will, particularly well trained, are doing trauma work yeah. of severe, complex yeah. trauma. So, so it really varies. And and by the way. I don't yeah. do severe, complex trauma in, in my practice. The problem is, is a lot of the time, I don't know when somebody's coming in if, that's, if that happens.
0: I, thankfully, you've got the resources, though, to say to them, here's some resources, I believe this is what you need, and we've got so many wonderful. And I want to remind y'all, if right now, if you're thinking, wait, we were talking about condemnation. Yeah, How do we get in the middle of trauma? No, no, no. no. I want to say, often, let's make it make sense for y'all, self-condemnation is a result of trauma and oh, go ahead.
1: and self-condemnation becomes a way to continue to traumatize, traumatize yourself yeah yourself. Yeah. You. Yeah.
0: yeah yeah and so not too long ago maybe a year or so ago julie and i were talking and visiting about such things and I said to her, Julie, what is the deal? Like trauma is like quite the hype mm-hmm. now. Like mm-hmm. trauma therapy and big mm-hmm. T and small T mm-hmm. and like, it is like, is this just like something that's very trendy? And how come like our moms weren't talking about this or we weren't, when, when we were in high school, we didn't hear anybody use that word. And and um, I loved her answer. She said that, um, you know, science is really catching up with the way the brain works and the advancements. And now it's more widely understood the way that trauma affects you and has effects on you like the subject that we're talking about today and so i um, all of
1: which is in scripture as well
0: oh totally yes it's, mm-hmm. it's all so biblical and the way god made it work and i heard the other day and i think you might have mentioned this to me julie the most encouraging thing about this conversation today y'all is that we believe in a God that can do anything. That's right. right. And that He's the God of the impossible. And with man, with you and yourself, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. But science is even saying that trauma can be undone now Mm
1: -hmm.
0: with trauma therapy. And so it's just really encouraging for all of you out there. Like, well, not me. Mm -hmm. I don't count. That Mm -hmm. doesn't apply. Yes, Mm -hmm. God, if He is your Father, Every single bit of this applies to you, so
1: mm. and when you say okay, when you say the words "undone
0: mm-hmm.
1: let's talk a little bit more about that, I think that trauma causes the neural pathways of our brains to go into uh, places that aren't helpful to us, mm-hmm. so what we are wanting to do is reroute. Our neural pathways, which sounds so technical, it's like such a big deal, but but it isn't. Uh, But it is a more, uh, it's a harder work. But we're learning how to go a different way, right? Um, So that's what we mean. I don't think, to be perfectly honest, I don't think we heal necessarily. Mm -hmm. I believe the mark is there. But here's what my passion is in trauma work. Some of my frustration is, is that I believe that people do a lot of trauma work in order for them to feel better about life. That's a beautiful thing. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. That is not the only thing. Mm-hmm. The impact of trauma on our souls impacts our calling to mirror Christ yeah. to our world. Yes. yes, 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 So as we experience healing, we are more clearly expressing Christ to our world. Amen. That's the ultimate goal right there, the more clear expression of of Christ to our world, uh, our expressions are marred by this broken world, an aspect of which is trauma, and so yeah, that's why we want to deal with it,
0: and that's why we call him a redemptive God. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. he comes, that's that's what he does is he redeems every bit of this for so many so many reasons. So um,
1: and we don't, I mean, there's so much of it. Is sometimes I just want to say, hey. We can do this. We can write down a resolution and risk the failure. We can go in. It's scary. It's really, really scary. Mm -hmm. We are not alone. We are not orphans. We have the power of the risen Christ in us. Who is to say what God can do? And we need not be afraid. That doesn't mean that I'm going to tackle every single thing all the time, but... Uh, not because, oh gosh, don't want to go there. Mm-hmm. Because right there, I'm living in as an orphan. I'm right. forgetting my inheritance. But but by the way, <laughs> there's not a lot of times that I don't experience, oh yeah, I know I've got the power of the Holy Spirit in me and it empowers me. Right, right. No, it's like I have to preach to myself. Mm-hmm. i got the power of the Holy Spirit in me. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. And I'm moving. And as I move, I begin to, if you will, feel more, but almost always I am moving out of. Man, I hope this is real, right? And that's faith, mm. exactly, exactly. That is the walk mm-hmm. of faith. Yes, yes. And
0: that is why we spend time with God is not to be better Christians, mm-hmm. but we spend time with God mm-hmm. because we have got a force And these these lies and words and cycles in our heads that every day have to be dealt with and Mm -hmm. spending time with the lord and and in his word is such a beautiful shines such a beautiful light to remind us of these things of who we are and more importantly who he is and what he can do
1: you know what you're talking about right there is you're talking about uh, spending time with the lord this is us running up under the shelter of his wings Mm. right there that right there is an example of the rerouting of a neural pathway. I am moving, you'll hear me talk about it in the the talk, but I am moving from, in the place of failure, self-bashing and teaching myself to move up underneath the wings of God, Mm -hmm. um, being covered by Him, being empowered by Him. So it absolutely can be said, yes, being in the Word is a means through which our brains are rerouted no question and we're laying those pathways down so that when we're in the midst of a bad situation that word has already begun its transforming work and our brains more quickly move to that path
0: i remember one study you said that the path it's like a woodsy path and you begin to walk on it you still got to go through Bushes and shrubs and thorns and sticks, but when you keep running down the path, and I remember, yeah. I, I think I don't even remember what study it was, but either. but that it becomes more well worn, and it's easier not just to travel down, but to find.
1: Oh, it! it what happens is it becomes it, the the fancy words for it is it becomes our automatic response, and when you are doing, if you will, trauma work, that's what you're trying to do is to move to where your automatic response instead of panic condemnation your automatic response comes to a, a more healthy one and as believers that is the one that is rooted in the scripture yes. that is the one that leads me to the arms of God from being poor in spirit which god says hey this is blessed don't don't move away from being poor in spirit because the poor in spirit are blessed why because they will see god why because Mm -hmm, they are feeling mm -hmm. their need for him we don't need to be afraid of feeling that need right there and that
0: in simple anna nash words that automatic response
1: is the well-worn path yeah um, yeah that's good that's good you need to cross-stitch that Anna. (laughs) cross-stitch remember cross-stitch a sampler showing my age right there (laughs) so um
0: i will tell you um this is to get you to go over there and listen that Julie does close out the talk with a few steps of how to do this. One thing we love about Julie's teaching is she's super practical and pragmatic and doesn't want to just leave us out there with all these good ideas and thoughts, but how to make it personal. And so go over there and listen to those steps, get out your notepad, write them down and and lay them um, as a template over Mm -hmm some of the lies and and, and articulating what those are and, and seeing who you are in Jesus. So we just really encourage you to look at those steps. And I love that little short conversation we had about spending time with God. Could we podcast about that?
1: <laughs> that That's supposed to be the next thing we're supposed to talk about. Okay. <laughs> speaking of the next thing.
0: So yeah, speaking of the next thing. So stay tuned for that. Um, and so thank y'all for coming to Head to Heart today. Um, we want to know what you are thinking about and what you are wondering about and what questions you have and what parts of life and spirituality do you feel confused about. And so would you please email us if you want to hear us talk about something specific on this Head to Heart podcast, just email us a question. We will keep it all anonymous and we would be so happy to for y'all to give us the content that you want to hear.
1: Because mm-hmm. we know of all the things that Restore counseling puts out uh the highest whatever hit whatever you whatever fancy language you um social media use uh we listen y'all listen to podcasts more than anything we put out mm. and yet it's been a year since we put a podcast out a year so, it has. yes it has been
0: was, and yes. it wasn't the pandemic we can
1: blame it. no, on. no uh, nothing was the pandemic so <laughs> we just we just want to admit um We hear uh, that that's what you want. So probably the best way to encourage us (laughs) is to um, let us know um, as we see. Also, as we see that increasing, it causes us to do it. But let us know what you want us to talk about.
0: Thank you, Julie. And thank you all for joining us today. We are praying for you. Bye-bye.